0: Welcome to Translation Chat, a podcast from Japanese media translation, where your host, Jennifer O'Donnell, that's me, chats with translators and editors in the Japanese-to-English localization industry about their favorite translations of Japanese media. In this episode, we're talking to Elizabeth Bushhouse. Liz is a Japanese-to-English video game translator, and has worked on titles such as Fantasy Star Online 2, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, and Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. She has a master's degree in translation and loves to talk about translation theory. Thank you for joining Translation Chat.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. So today you're going to be talking about the localization, the English localization of the Final Fantasy VII
1: Remake. Yeah, it's one of my favorite games of recent, (laughs) in recent history.
0: (laughs) But um, you've also played the original, and one of the things, one of the reasons I reached out to you is because you also do a lot of comparison between different translations, and you've done a complete catalogue of the different scenes from the original game and the remake. like I'm, I'm curious, what made you want to do that in the first place?
1: Well, it, it kind of started when the remake first came out. I wanted to replay through the original again, um, just to re-experience the story. And then I figured while I'm doing that, I've got the switch version. You can switch between languages easily. And then I can compare the Japanese and the English for that and really get a sense for the story. And so once I had finished that project, it was like, well, now that I have this groundwork laid, it'd be really interesting to see like how many references there are in, in the remake of like, oh, how much is the dialogue actually the same in Japanese or how how much has it changed? And then the English too, like, well, the English can't really take from the old translation so much because the old translation is it it has some issues <laughs> so it would, I was just interested to see if, like oh well how would the new new translation for remake tackle these scenes especially if the actual dialogue matched up perfectly in the Japanese as just an interesting experiment to compare.
0: And, and just as a quick question what did you find?
1: Um Well the remake does... A lot better of a job, that's for sure. Uh <laughs> just constantly impressed um by how well. Not to say that I mean, the the original translation, like it had definitely constraints. Um you could tell that there were still some there like moments that shine through um where it's it's good, but it still had a lot of typos, just a lot of you could tell that they were lacking a lot of context, a lot of resources. So not to on it too much for as many issues as it has but like the remake just the dialogue just sounds so much more natural you can get such a better sense of the characters um and it's really great and yeah it was interesting how many scenes did in fact line up pretty closely in the japanese whereas obviously the the english kind of missed out on that a little bit although you could tell that the even the english translation of the remake tried to to bring in little homages to the um to the original translation even so it was really interesting
0: so for anybody who has probably never played final fantasy 7 before or have no idea what we're talking about would you be able to just give up a quick introduction to the game
1: <laughs> i will try okay so i think <laughs> like the main overarching conflict that you're introduced to in the beginning is like you have this company called shinra and it's draining the life force of the planet to convert it into energy and so um that the planet is dying because of this. And so there's this small group of rebels who who knows that, oh, well this source of energy that they're using is actually destroying the planet. And so the rebels know this and they're trying to blow up the reactors to try to stop them from destroying the planet. And the story sort of follows a mercenary who finds himself uh wrapped in with these <laughs> rebels. And it sort of goes from there. And in true JRPG fashion, then soon you're exploring the entire world and <laughs> yeah.
0: And so the original game came out. Oh God, when? Did, like in the nineties, ninety-seven.
1: Yeah, ninety-seven is. I want to say I'm not entirely sure. Ninety-seven or ninety-eight, somewhere around there.
0: And then fans have been craving a remake for years and years and years, and, years and they finally they finally came <laughs> yes. out with it.
1: <laughs> oh, I was so excited when it was first announced. I'm like, they got to do this sometime. Sometime they've got to do it, and they finally did. It's amazing. But the
0: the remake doesn't quite follow the same story as the original
1: no it does expand on things a bit it does add quite a few scenes um the overall storyline for the most part is the same but there's definitely they're doing a lot of of different new things with it making it more more modern basically well yeah and they said a lot in a lot of their interviews their goal was to basically in a word, translate the experience of the original Final Fantasy VII for a modern audience, so that they could have that same experience in the modern day. So, whether or not <laughs> how successful they were <laughs> is up to opinion. But <laughs> so, why did you
0: pick this translation in particular?
1: Um, so, yeah, just because of it has that stark contrast with the original final fantasy seven that you can really get a sense for how much like the translation industry, the video game translation industry has progressed since then. Well, at least specifically square Enix's approach to it. Like you can tell that they've gotten so much better. And so there's just quite a bit of a highlight there that I think is really nice to look at. Um, it's all—it's—it's a little easier to compare, also for the remake, because you have both of those language options already built into the game. So, like, you can play the game in Japanese with English subtitles, or in English with Japanese subtitles, and so you can kind of compare as you play through it, which makes it easier. Um, and yeah, it's just one of my favorite—one of my favorite games, one of my favorite series. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's one of my favorite series too, and so I was also very eager to play the remake. Um, I don't think I went into as much in depth as you, but he was definitely paying attention to the localization.
1: It's funny because like, I don't know, like growing up, I definitely liked Final Fantasy 7. And it was like, it was big for me, for sure. But it's like, I don't know that it was at that point, like big enough for me to like, well, at the time too, as a kid, I wasn't really like, into delving into language so much. But now it's like to spend so much time going through it, it's kind of like, oh, wow. <laughs> but it was, it was a really fun project. <laughs>
0: Yeah, as a as a general observer, you don't see all the all the tiny details that they put in and then once you start learning translation and linguistics you're like, "Oh, oh, I see what they did here. Oh, that's really clever. Oh, I should have oh, I'm going to make a note for this later." Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> you can't unsee it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I always try to as much as I love English dubs. Well, some games I will play with English dubs. But I do like to, if I can, try to play with Japanese dubs so that I can kind of compare as I play through a game and get a sense, like, yeah, take notes for myself, you know, like, oh, this is what they're doing here.
0: <laughs> so, the, so, what, so are there any interesting examples that you can give or anything that really stood out to you in this game where you're like, oh, wow, that was really well done?
1: <laughs> a lot. Almost, almost the whole game. Like when I was doing my project on this Excel file, like every other line is like, nice, nice. (laughs) This is a good, good line. But what stood out to me a lot um, was all, there's so many good one-liners, just like, like Cloud's line, like get help (laughs) on the elevator down, talking to Barrett or like his line, um, when he's talking to Marl, or they're trying to like, Marl's ragging on him. He's like, I've got skills, come on. It's so good. Um, oh, and in, in chapter nine, I think one of the translators also brought this out as one of his favorite lines and well deservedly so. Um, when Tifa discovers Cloud, um, in a dress and is terribly like, what's going on? Cloud's response is just, nailed it. I know. Thank you. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Like, <laughs> so many lines in the game just had me laughing out loud. It's like, well, this is, this is just really good writing. <laughs>
0: I did notice that Cloud seems a lot sassier in English at times compared to the Japanese.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) He's got a little bit of a bite to him.
0: But it's not it's not a bad thing. It's almost like his underlying personality is is coming through from the the emotionless soldier that he was.
1: Right. Well, and there was a little bit of that like in the original too. Like I remember him sassing Barrett a few times. In the original game like he'll just come up with oh yeah well you can just deal with it yeah (laughs) sassy lines but yeah there's just a lot of snappy dialogue in general um Mm -hmm. like in chapter four there is one line uh one part with jesse where she like she hurts her foot and i think the japanese line is basically just like i messed up but the the translation is me and my two left feet (laughs) <laughs> it's like oh yes <laughs> this is what someone would say and then like wedge later asks her like oh does it hurt and in english she's like not nearly as much as all the fuss everyone's making like yes this is so perfect the japanese is just like oh you're making too much fuss i'm fine like it just lends so much personality to it it's great
0: i think yeah one of the things is i guess if they directly translated that it would have worked but it also would have lost the charm of the characters
1: Right, it's just like at that point, it's just like not really interesting or fun dialogue to listen to, and so it just it makes the game so much more interesting and yeah helps the characters so much when they they go into it that that much more make it more natural sounding like that.
0: I have to wonder how much of that do you think is to do with the the voiceovers, because this game a lot of this game is cutscenes. Um, That's a very good point. Yeah, and the original game was designed based on the Japanese and then when they localized it into all these languages they had to keep the voices to match the Japanese length at least as close as possible.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> so you yeah, had to make it snappy. It like 2 seconds or something like that was all the leeway they had. I was like, "Wow, I can't imagine having to nail that short time limit like or the time difference. You really have to get everything to fit just right. But yeah, I was thinking about that with the voice actors. Like the voice actors did just such a good job. I was kind of wary actually at first. I'm like, okay, well, how are they gonna? How are they gonna be? Are they gonna be okay? And wow, they really, all of them, really nailed it. They just—it helps so much to actually hear the voices.
0: Yeah, the voice acting did a fantastic job, and I think that definitely complements the localization. Or oh, the localization complements the voice acting. No, it would be the way around. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, and I've often wondered, too, I'm like, I've never been actually involved in any voice acting or anything like that. But I've often wondered, like, because like lines and stuff are changing so much or because they have to fit it in that short time limit. Like, I wonder how much input the voice actors have, too, if they could like give suggestions of like, oh, well, I think this is what the character would say or something like that. But yeah, I've never been involved. So I I think they do. Right. It seems like that would be that would help like a more collaborative process that way. Mm -hmm. So interesting to me
0: yeah and then if um because i guess if a, if a voice actor says a line and they're like oh well i don't think this is quite it doesn't feel quite natural how about this and then on the on the spot you have to like make a note of okay well this is the new line now better make sure that the text reflects that
1: right change it in the text yeah mm-hmm. but yeah there's just so much stuff like that where like the the japanese would sound so explanatory or so dry if you just translate it straight um But the translation instead like goes for like it just implies it instead instead of stating it outright. Like there is one um, at the end of chapter one, I think uh, Barrett is like talking to Cloud and is like, well, in Japanese, it's roughly just like, oh, you being Tifa's friend isn't enough for me to trust you. But in English, they change that to, like, prove to me you're the man. Tifa says you are. Mm-hmm. So you get that. You know that you're, okay, well, he doesn't trust him. But he doesn't, like, say as much. <laughs> like, uh, I guess- or, like, with the the water filters, too, In in Chapter 4. It's just, like... Uh, Tifa's explaining the job of like, oh, I want to go replace the filters. Jessie made them. It's just very explanatory and dry. But in in English, it's just like, oh, those water filters won't replace themselves. Although the next batch probably could if Jessie put her mind to it. So you get that same information again, but just with so much more personality. Like, It's great.
0: I think it's definitely a, a difference in expectation of how narrative flows in English compared to Japanese. For like, sure, so the, yeah. The Japanese definitely explains things, and they're very clear. Oh, it's it's more of a tell don't show kind of storytelling, and I definitely notice this in a lot of novels. <laughs> yeah, and and in the West, you're like even from school, you're like it's it's show don't tell,
1: right? They always tell, teach you that <laughs> in literature classes. Yeah, it's definitely like down to just the different different styles of writing, like that. Like yeah. It's just so much more accepted in, J- in Japan or in Japanese literature to, to write that way. But in English, you don't, you don't write that way. <laughs> so you really have to, to adjust to the culture that way. Mm-hmm. Like what's expected in writing.
0: Yeah, I guess everybody says, oh, Japanese must be so hard because the sentence is flipped. I was like, that's not the reason Japanese is hard. <laughs> Japanese is hard because <laughs> we have completely different ways of conveying information.
1: Right. Well, and it's so interesting to me, too, Of like well, Japanese is usually so vague, like they don't want to like outright state like they'll leave off the subject or they'll like, OK, well, you're just supposed to, to guess what's going on, imply what's like from the context. And yet, yeah, like this sort of explanatory to sort of outright stuff is, is also still accepted. So it's like well, that's an interesting <laughs> duology there.
0: That's a really good point. Was there anything else in the game that you took a particular shine to? or you think really stood out as, like, amazing localization?
1: Um, I noticed they were really good at nailing different types of, like, I think it's called register, like, the the military police-like lingo. Like, they're so good at just making them sound like the way they're supposed to sound. Like, friendly, friendly, stand down, or, like, contact mm-hmm. L5, moving to engage. Like, that sort of language. Like, they really, like, you can tell these guys are soldiers. <laughs> like That sort of thing. Or in that same vein, like the train announcements sound like train announcements or like scotch and cotch during the tournament. Like they really sound like tournament commentary. (laughs) It's just, it's so good.
0: That's a good point. I didn't even notice that as a possible location, like localization choice, because I guess a great localization is often one that you don't notice.
1: For sure. It's just something that like, oh, this, this, you take it for granted because it sounds so natural. Like, why wouldn't it sound like this? Like. This is what it's supposed to sound like right and then yeah i was just really impressed by how well they cleaned up a lot of the old dialogue and stuff like a lot of the pitfalls of the original final fantasy 7 like they cleaned up on like there was like a lot of dialogue originally where it's like well they don't know the speaker name and so they're getting things wrong and so of course like for certain npc um exchanges and so some of that you can actually find in the remake if you you look around long enough I had to uh, hunt a lot <laughs> looking for those, but they do still exist, and they're translated a lot better this time, <laughs> and it's great. Oh really? Um, um, any examples? Um, like the the soldiers and stuff that stand outside of Sector Seven. Like a lot of their banter is still directly from the original, but like it it gets it. Um, it's translated properly this time or like and there's just so much more personality again like in the original the guy says oh you gotta be tougher but in the remake he says oh you call that a warning come on like you gotta again like sort of more implying as opposed to stating outright."
0: i guess it really is black and white the difference between having just the text and no context and i'm guessing they probably didn't even get to do localization quality assurance yeah, I, I the assume
1: really not. <laughs> <laughs> I assume not, or at least not very much. Unfortunately, yeah, I'm sure they wish they could have. But
0: I mean, this was this was almost one of the first Final Fantasies that made it really, really big. It's kind of the game that people attribute the spread of Japanese role play games in the West. And so, Absolutely, I'm pretty sure yeah. people on the Square side had no idea had very little idea of what they were doing besides oh we'll just send it to a translator they will translate it into English or another language and then we'll just implement it and it'll be fine.
1: For sure yeah I think that was definitely the attitude back then or like that's how they worked on all the other previous Final Fantasies so I wouldn't, why wouldn't that work for this one and then Final Fantasy 7 was just such a huge hit and I think that helped them finally like take stock of like oh Oh, there's an audience for this in the West. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe we should spend more attention <laughs> on on the actual translation and stuff like that. And I think that was when Richard Honeywood was was the one also at that time who was trying to push them for like, okay, well, let's actually let's actually get context, let's actually do this properly, and really reforming them from the inside. I think right. So my mm-hmm.
0: I I think one of the amusing things is I don't think Richard ever intended. For that to happen, he was hired as a programmer and then they were like, Oh well, you can speak English, so you're in charge of localization now. <laughs> Wait, right. I don't know anything about localization. So he kind of created the standards for video game localization.
1: Right. It's so funny that that's how things like you just kinda got pulled into it back then because, oh well you speak English. <laughs> like...
0: Yeah, you you clearly know what you're doing. Like, you can you can just learn on the job, right? <laughs> And then now they have, what, an internal team of how many people and working on the games directly. Like, it's, I don't know, I'm just, it's, it's simultaneously, crazy how it's Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, yeah, I can't imagine, like, I assume they were working on it as it was being developed too, which is just a mm-hmm. whole nother nightmare in <laughs> itself. It is. <laughs> I think,
0: I think I, even, I saw, sorry, go ahead.
1: No, you go ahead.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, I think I saw somewhere that said um, that this game had over like 2 million Japanese characters.
1: Right? I wouldn't be surprised. I was going to say, I'm like, I don't even want to know how many, like how much they had to translate. And then it was just scrapped because the game itself is just so huge on its own. Especially in all the the voiced dialogue, too, is what really hit me. Like, with the, all the NPCs that you pass by, like, they're just all voiced. And I just, I can't imagine having to do all mm-hmm. of that. It's just ridiculous. Or during the the boss battles, too, there can be just so much banter back and forth that's only triggered based on, like, oh, your HP is low, or, oh, you did this one specific thing, you hit the boss's weak point, and dialogue is triggered because of that. It's just constant. It's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, I think if the translators had to translate all of this out of context, it would have been a very different game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it would have been a mess,
1: such a mess! Oh gosh. <laughs>
0: yeah, I guess one other thing that I just just came to mind in terms of the difference between Japanese and English is the aizuchi.
1: Yeah, I think it doesn't. it, yeah, it doesn't quite translate so well. <laughs> I think I do remember hearing a podcast on that where it's like they have too much of that. There was that was a little bit of a criticism, like it just it feels kind of weird in English, or like that sort of thing. But.
0: It does. I mean, the just just people who don't know the izuchi is in Japanese, sort of a a noncommittal sound that people make to say, "Oh yes, I'm listening to you," or "Yes, I agree with you," or just "I am acknowledging that you have said something." <laughs> <laughs> Even whether I'm listening or not, <laughs> and so in in like Japanese media, you get a lot of mmm, ah mmm, 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 which is just really weird in English. It feels like you're interrupting someone right um, i didn't I didn't notice i don't know, maybe it's because I play a lot of Japanese games and watch a lot of anime and stuff. I don't think I noticed it that much in English,
1: yeah, same i personally, I don't think it really bothered me too much. I mean, I think there were some times where actually it was more like the motions they were making seemed a little weird to me, like just the body language mm-hmm. on occasion was a little odd. But for the most part, I think they really did a good job of trying to fill those those little gaps. <laughs> I mean, that can be really hard. So
0: was there anything else that you noticed or any other examples you can give?
1: Um. Oh, there was one thing. So like there's a couple of times where Wedge just yells the names of like, oh, Biggs, Jesse, and stuff like that. And I've known, I know, I've, I've seen it before in like other interviews too, where other translators have recommended like, you if you can, try to change that to something that's more context relevant. And yeah, sure enough, here in Remake, we've got, hang on guys, help is coming. And then at the end, when he yells their names again, they add like a four before it. So it's like four Bigs four Jesse. So it makes a little more sense as opposed to just yelling their names with feeling. <laughs> which is a thing that Japanese does a lot. <laughs> so Oh, and one other little thing. There mm-hmm. was um like there you could tell that they made an attempt to make things make more sense within the world. Like a lot of the time translators will recommend, like, well, there's a lot of turns of phrases that you just sort of take for granted in English, but like may not make sense within the game world like references mm-hmm. to religion or stuff like that um and i think they did a good job avoiding that and even more than that like there is one point where it's like uh Aerith and tifa are talking and they're like um oh we're gonna go shopping and we're gonna we're gonna make cloud carry all our stuff and in japanese is just like oh we'll make him carry a lot and in english um they say oh he'll be our pack chocobo english, <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense like the chocobo is in this world. Like make use of it bring it into the dialogue
0: that's really cute that's such a good idea
1: (laughs) it's just like little touches like that that like really make the world feel alive
0: Mm -hmm. just trying to remember i think i watched something recently where a character mentioned that's it a character mentioned cars and the the world was like a fantasy world like wait how do they know what a Car is like.
1: (laughs) Right? Like, you don't even think about that stuff when you're writing it because you take it for granted. But, like, (laughs) within the world itself, it may not always make sense. So, it takes, like, an extra. You have to to pay extra attention to stuff like that.
0: Did you notice any differences in terms of sort of Japanese cultural expectations and our cultural expectations? Like, do you think there was anything in terms of Japanese? cultural localization that you think was handled quite well
1: um there is one thing that stood out to me of like there's a point um chapter 11 i think it is where hide and seek becomes a thing um and it's like it's yeah so you're hearing all these ghost children call back and forth to each other and they're supposed to be playing hide and seek and so it turns out in japanese like what you're the you're supposed to you count down and then you ask if everyone's ready and then all the kids who are playing have to respond whether or not they're ready. And so that's what's kind of going on in this scene of like the kids are calling back and forth to each other. Oh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm coming get me and stuff like that. Um, and I don't think it actually struck me all that much on my first playthrough. But when I was going through and doing the comparison, I'm like, but wait a minute. You don't really, at least when I was a kid, we would count down and we would just say ready or not. <laughs> Here we come like you don't you don't politely ask if everyone's ready before you start looking for them yeah because um,
0: if if you reply yeah i'm
1: ready then you're gonna know where they are <laughs> right that's what i always thought i'm like wouldn't you be able to tell where they are then like how does that work <laughs> but apparently like that's totally a thing in japan as far as i can tell like it's just this call and response is just so common everyone does it as a kid and so they at least in the the translation, they did at least try to spice it up. Like, there's a point where Aerith is just saying repeatedly, like, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> just the same phrase over and over again in Japanese. Um But they did at least mix it up a little bit in the translation. With like, I said, I'm ready. Come get me. I'm right here. Like, just sort of tapering off. And you can tell just how sad she is that no one's coming no. to find her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I did like that at least. Yeah like oh it's good it's good oh poor baby eris (laughs) (laughs) right
0: has this localization impacted you in any way or sort of influenced how you think about localization at all
1: um i think it's really well it's again it's underscored the importance of context to me um there aren't too many instances of it but there were two that stood out to me during my comparison There is a line of Reno's that I was like, I was reading it later without the voice acting. And I'm like, that sounds like it's more in reply to Rude being like, oh, you're a bad actor. But when you hear the actual voice acting, you can tell from the line that it's like, oh, no, he's um, actually just expressing more frustration with the entire situation in general. Like, man, screw this cheap ass play is what the English has. It's like, oh, yeah. okay no, he's. He's expressing more frustration at the entire situation, and you wouldn't get that if you did not have the voice acting. You would not know that that's what he's trying to say, or like, or at least it would be a fifty-fifty of like, what is he trying to say here? Is he in response to rude, or is he in response to the situation? And so that just kind of struck me of like, well, yeah, voice acting and how a line is delivered really makes a big difference for how it's interpreted. And there is also one um, in chapter four where it was like the Japanese. Cloud is sneaking into Jesse's house and Jesse is telling him to go into the back door. And in the Japanese, it describes the place as a hallway. Cloud is supposed to go through a hallway, but it's like this wide open area and it's not really what you would describe as a hallway in Japanese. And so the English translation goes with room, which is like, yes, could they had context? They can call it a room because it really does not look very much like a hallway. It's, it's too big for it. So it's just like context can help so much make things just so much nicer, make more sense. Um, But yeah, besides that, I think I've really learned the importance of taking a moment to like dig into what a line is really getting at, as opposed to taking it at face value. Um, Of course, like depending on your deadline and stuff, it's not like you can do that for every line, but like it really helps to like, just really just focus on what is this trying to say? What is the intent of it? How is it like affecting the overall story? And then instead of just matching the words, you can, like, match the feeling or, like, just really just try to find more ways to write it naturally that way. Um, like implying things as opposed to stating them outright.
0: That, yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's I feel like it's easy, often easier said than done. You look at other people doing it and like, wow, I really should do that. And then when you when you get to it, you're like, oh, no. Right. Can I Can I do this? <laughs>
1: For sure. Well, especially for me, too. Like, I've never taken any writing classes. I'm like, I think my writing's okay, but I'm not the most confident in it. I I rely a lot on my editors to brush up lines. I actually kind of like being a translator that way because that's one of my my favorite parts is just trying to explain the intent of the line. And then I'm not really confident to be able to get that across myself, but like just seeing how other people change it or like then put their own touch on it and really try to get across that intent. It's just amazing to me. It takes so much creativity (laughs) to be able to come up with stuff like that. And then, yeah, again, like to try to do that for every line is probably like, oh, (laughs) translation takes long enough as it is. So, (laughs) but when you can, I think it really does make a difference.
0: That's an excellent point that we, we praise the translation and the translation is fantastic. But a large part of that is because of the editors as well.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I I love my editors so much. They do such a great job. I'm always impressed. Like, oh, wow, yes, this is exactly how I wanted it to sound. Thank you. (laughs) We're in sync.
0: (laughs) Oh, so I'm guessing you're going to be playing um, the next section
1: of the remake when it comes out? Oh, for sure. Yeah. If it comes out? (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I am waiting for that announcement. I thought for sure they were going to announce it at E3, or at least, like, tease it. Give a, a release date window. Not a date, but at least a window or something. But nothing yet, so... We'll see. And yeah, when the next part comes out, I want to at least try to continue with the original game too, and compare the Japanese and the English in the original game to really get a sense for its story. I don't know if I'll be able to have the stamina to do another (laughs) comparison of original (laughs) versus remake for the second part, because that that was a lot. (laughs) It took me like almost a year, so...
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I started working on it it immediately
1: after Remake first came out, just typing up the script and everything. Of course, I took a lot of breaks. I wasn't completely typing up the script like every day. Yeah. But yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I finally finished the typing up the script in early January and then began more work on actually analyzing it after that. (laughs) It's like it's it's a lot. (laughs) Takes a lot of time. Yeah.
0: Well, I'm definitely going to add a link to this in the show notes. Uh, was there any, Eddie, is there anything else I can link down there? Where can people find you?
1: Um, I basically just have a Twitter, Twitter at Liz Bush House. And yeah, my website is lizbushhouse.com. So you can check me out there. I try to retweet translation things and stuff like that mostly, so.
0: Cool. thank you so much for taking part in translation chat yeah
1: thank you so much for having me you do such great work with your website and everything so thank you for everything that you do oh no it's, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's such a good resource I think for, for budding translators I, it really makes a lot of difference So. Uh, oh thank you
0: <laughs> I'm just a little too obsessed with translation sometimes <laughs> I feel that <laughs> thank you again
1: thank you thank you for listening
0: to Translation Chat I'm Jennifer O'Donnell and you can find me on Twitter at JenTranslations Translations or on my website j en the Translation Chat theme was composed by Alex Valles and the logo was designed by Kate Solder-Villa links to all of these can be found in the show notes catch you next time